Just me and the bean. 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 Hello and welcome to Me and the Bean. I'm me. And I'm the bean. And this is episode number... 64. Feedback. 63 feedback. <laughs> we record them all out of... We record them together, like two at a time, and then out of order, and then all this stuff, so I understand how it can be confusing. Thank you. You need one of those little clapper boards like they use in movies. Yeah. <laughs> we were just looking through one of my annuals. <laughs> Saw some big hair. Huge hair and, and lots glasses. of mullets. Yeah. My town was way many mullet mullets, heavy. yeah, and rat tails. I saw one that was like six feet long. <laughs> we had them too. Yeah, and we were looking at the annual because one of a person I went to school with, who was a few grades above me, had contacted me and said, "Hey, your son's Evan. Does he go to Franklin? Because my son has this friend called Evan. That's all he talks about, and blah 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 blah." And it was the one is Evan. Evan talks about him all the time. Yes. And we we were trying to figure out how to get in touch with his parent. And so it was just perfect. Yeah. Kismet, I guess they call it. Yeah. And it was great, too, because I've seen him interact with her son at school, like when I went to visit for lunch and, and work field day. And he's, um, they weren't like, you know, all being buddy-buddy with each other. I think he might be really shy around yeah. strange grown-ups he's never met before. <laughs> <laughs> so I was worried that this was a fictional friend, you know, or one-sided. Yeah, Evan yeah, really liked him, friendship. but he didn't like Evan. Right. Which I thought too, because at the festival he sort of like he sort of mm-hmm. shied away from Evan, and like so yeah. it's awesome to know that he's yeah, you know, yeah, that it is a true friendship. Well, since this is the feedback show, we should talk about feedback. So let's uh get into this first one here. Groove. Hey, Chad, man, I just had a quick comment at the Scott at Extra Life Radio. I just had a quick comment about the, uh, the thank you note thing. The problem with thank you notes, the way that they're presented today, is that everybody has this expectation that you're going to do them or that you have to do them. And people who get them expect them, and people who give them expect that they better do them. Or else next time it comes around, they're not going to be part of their little thank you note chain or whatever. And that's the problem with it because it's ruined the original intent. The original intent of a thank you note is to be thankful. And when you feel like you have to send out a bunch of thank you notes for something, you are not really all that thankful. You're doing it out of sort of expectation to do it. And that's the problem. It's also the problem with, with certain kind of, like at Christmas and stuff, uh, you know, sometimes it's different than your own kids. But with adults, like, you don't really have to give that guy you knew in college a gift, but you feel like you kind of have to do what he did last year, and it's like this forced circle of pain. Anyway, I'm with Chad on this. But I just think it's important to clarify the difference there. You're not really that thankful if you're pressure, if you feel the pressure to do the damn notes. <laughs> All right, have a good day. See ya. And then the bean was just silently busting out laughing and shaking her head, yes, the whole message, Scott. I, I do still stand by the idea that if someone sends you a gift that you don't normally see or speak to, like a great out of a great aunt who lives out of town. That's what he was saying. That that's a that that is an obligation still, but a necessary one. I mean, you are thankful, you know, that that person you never see thought of you. Yeah, that's true. But the, yes, and I do agree. Obligation definitely kills thankfulness. <laughs> Hey, Chad. Hey, Bean. It's Steve from the Good Podcast. How you doing? Uh, I'm calling because you were talking about uh, tipping at to-go 
would to go to, at sit-down restaurants. And, and I never did it either until a few months ago when I saw the light. And I think that, I forget where I read it, but there was something from a, a waiter or a waitress who was saying that the, the reason that you do it is because the waiter or the waitress is, even though they're not really, you know, serving you, they're taking time away from the, their other tables to put in the order and check on the order and package it up and, and then, you know, get everything ready for you, or, or a bartender, I guess is the case, maybe. And then it's generally customary to tip, like, 10% to compensate them for that when they could be waiting on other tables. So I, I've started doing that. I figure that when we're getting to go, we're pretty much saving that on not having to get drinks and appetizers and all that other stuff anyway. So, uh, you know, it's the, the least I could do, I suppose. But I could totally... I, I, I thought it was a scam, too, until a couple months ago, so... Anyway, really glad to hear that you guys are back. Uh, well, you know, I've been listening for, you know, since you came back. But anyway, um, really glad you guys are back. And uh, talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Now, if that's the case, I agree. I agree I should tip them. So, but I was pretty sure, at least in our town, they have a specified person. Like, they put the girl that's, maybe she's cute, but she's not really a good waitress. They put her on takeout. And she answers the phones. So they have one person that answers the phones and handles the takeout. But I could be wrong. And if it's the case, what you're saying, Steve, then I totally agree I should tip them. Whatever. <laughs> I guess the bean doesn't agree. <laughs> I'm not into tipping. I should be. But I'm not. Totally not into tipping. And you had you had a, a service pass? Of or? course, yes. Girl, no, uh, you better tip them, people. If you sit down at a restaurant and have a nice meal, then yes, you get tipped because you know those people only make two twenty an hour, so they count on their tips. But when somebody is being paid for a service at a reasonable amount and then to tip them on top of that, bollocks. That was for all you English listeners. Hi, Chad and Amanda. This is Lance from Wisconsin. Although I've listened to the show for a long time, I've never called unless feedback. But, Chad, when you talked about the tipping thing today, I had to call. I agree with you. Why do I have to tip the people who cut my hair, who do everything? Now, I believe in leaving good tips to, you know, people who give you good service, people who kind of thrive off tips, waiters, waitresses like that. But I don't know why when my wife pays $100 for a haircut, she needs to tip the lady, too. I just don't get it. And the kissing cousins, you know, I grew up down south, so... That's how we roll down south. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I I think I would be a little weary of that. If those any more stories come out of my children saying, yeah, this is what I heard again, I believe I would have to report it. But thanks. Keep up the great work. You guys put an awesome show together. I love it. I'm glad you're back. Talk to you later. Bye. Man, I heard stuff in the south was cheaper than up north, but that is that is some markup. What? Well, no, I, yeah, I guess in Winston, that's how much it costs to get a good haircut in Winston. Well, a it depends if you get a wash, a dry, a cut, and color. Or Easy. a perm kind of, yeah. No, don't oh. get a perm. Boys just have to get a little cut. About 12 bucks, I'm done. I know, but women need color. This woman sitting in your chair is going to have color when she starts to go gray. Hopefully that will be a long, long time from now because I'm not very good with maintenance. (laughs) (laughs) 
I had this cool idea of like a color for her. Like I wanted like a chocolate, like a chocolate, chocolate brown. And I wanted like poop, one. Poop color here. One, no, it looked really good uh, in my mind. Uh-huh. And then I saw, I told you, I saw Tangie the hairdresser with it. And uh-huh. I was like, exactly. That's exactly the color I thought would look so good on you. Uh-huh. And then I wanted one. Like either light or some kind of pink streak. You thought I wanted a bunch of streaks, but I just wanted one. And to me, you would just look like some just badass superhero from some comic. And I was like, yeah, I could be day. I could be married to that. But you were like, I'm not doing that. You could be married to this. I love who I'm married to. <laughs> okay, guys, let's get me out of the crap I just stepped in. Hey, Chad and Amanda, it's Scott from Extra Life Radio. My mom never played video games with me. Damn it. I agree. My mom never played video games with me. <laughs> and now she's playing video games with my kid. Yes, and she uh is. I got a I got a DM on Twitter from Ben of um Uh speak English? <laughs> a direct message. Like a private message on Twitter. Okay. From Ben from uh Ben is a dork dot com and um or from I love snacks dot com. If you saw that post I made about him later, it's got all his and I'll put it his all his links again. Flying Pizza Kitty and um, Pirate Bunnies, all kinds of good stuff. And he he said, oh, I just got a PlayStation 3. Give me your handle. We got to play. There's this new game everybody's going crazy about, Little Big Planet. He goes, you know, we got to play together, blah, blah. And I sent him an email, uh, a DM back. I said, man, unfortunately, it's my mom that's got the PS3. How sad is that? <laughs> my mom is the one that has the a cutting-edge game system. <laughs> I mean, when I was a kid, we started up a business uh, a skateboarding business out you of the back of brother? our cars. Well, no, it was me, Ronnie, and Matt. Okay. And I stayed in it long enough where I could get um, enough money to buy the Neo Geo, which was this $1,000 game system. Back Good then. Lord, $1,000? Each game was $200. What? It was basically the arcade chip. Like, the chip, because basically you have all this arcade stuff, but it basically is run off this one big chip about the size of a book a small book like one of those paperback books or something and i still got it upstairs or somewhere or in the storage room and it come with this big game the game was that big and you just go and we sat there and, oh everybody was at my house every day we play that constantly oh my goodness so i was into the cutting edge game systems and had every new game system when it came out and now my mom She's my fifty-year-old mom has eclipsed me. What the? <laughs> what is that about? That's not right. I think she really likes it. You've she seen does. her book. She come over here. Have you seen her book? What book? Her notebook. Uh huh. It's like uh, two oh, inches. She printed thick. out the walkthroughs. Yeah, is and she... she she highlights it as she goes through it. <laughs> She's awesome. She's hardcore. I love it. So I've gotten a PSP from my brother. And it, it's, I played it for like a, a day, and it sat around here collecting dust for the last two years or so, even longer. Because I think Evan wasn't even born. Or no, he had Spider-Man 2, he had to be born. I don't know. She saw that there was Legos games for the PSP, and so she wanted that so when her and Dad took trips, she could sit there and play as they were driving. And also so she could sit beside him at night. Yeah, while he's watching TV. He was lonely. So... <laughs> Now she's got a PSP and she sits there and plays the games and then goes to the next room and plays the same game. She's awesome. I love it. <gasps> Those Legos are addictive. Yeah. Addicting. I haven't even got to play Batman yet. Uh, yeah, you did because you started your own game. That's right. Him. One night me and him played. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm his uh, Padawan on this one. So, Scott, I understand. Uh, I mean, they told me all my life, just video games are useless, and you shouldn't be playing video games. And Dad would, were... even, Dad would even give it to me when we were eating and stuff, when we were first dating. He goes, you better not go home and play video games, she'll leave you. And I was like, now my mom's just like a video <laughs> game nut. It's crazy. We just got to talk your dad into... Never will happen. Never will happen. You don't think so? He got excited her for a while. Right when they started doing it and Evan was getting into it and he he played Wally with him and stuff. Yeah. But when mom just went, that's who I get it from, when she just became obsessive crazy about it. And I guess he's like, I'm not going to sit around and have the time to get this good, so I'm not even going to bother or something. I don't, oh. I'm not sure. Hey, guys. It's Red Boy. Um, I don't really have a comment other than I learned how to dial a phone. Thank you for the assist. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Red Boy. Cornfields. Out. <laughs> Thanks, Red Boy. He was calling in because two shows ago... I said, let's repeat it for Red Boy, who has a hard time dialing the phone, because he tried to call and leave a message for us the other week, and he, he said he dialed somebody else. And so then we said it in Spanish and French, and then <laughs> aboard a Japanese, <laughs> which is Ichni Songshi Go Rook. Oh, no. Have you been working on that? You're no, that's just one through ten. Oh, 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 Not in order. Oh. I just know it from martial arts. Oh, well, I didn't do And I probably pronounced it all kinds of bad, so anybody from Japan, I'm sorry. <laughs> or Japanese heritage. <laughs> Thanks, Red Boy. Hey there, me and the Bean. This is Nat from New Hampshire. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm just wondering whatever happened to a mixtape that uh, I remember hearing a tweet about ways back there uh, from me. So uh, I'm still, maybe I'm not looking in the right spot. If it's up there somewhere, either let us all know. Really interested in it. All right, cool. Take care, guys. See you. The Bean is looking with a very puzzled look. A couple of weeks ago, I put a tweet uh, saying that I was compiling all the songs that I had ever written for the last 10 years into one notebook for an upcoming project called Janus 414 Mixtape. And I still haven't done it. Um, it's, it's there. I mean, I could do it instantly. I just want to set up the site right. So it's, it's not ready quite yet. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to, I think it'll be cool. I think it'll be interesting. I'm going to play a song. The songs will be named. And then, I mean, the podcast will have a name, each podcast episode. And then I'll play a song and then I'll describe what the song's about. So you'll have more stories of me back before the Bean. But then you'll also have Bean stories because what it's going to build up to is the the ultimate episode, which is going to be called The Bean. And it's going to be songs I wrote about her, and you'll hear about... There's just one. What? No, there's not. There's And You, because that was me waiting for you to get out of school when I first came to vi visit you in Asheville. And that was about me being like scared and stuff about relationship and not running away and stuff on this new thing. Then there was one... I don't think I can use this one, because I can't... I, I had to find if I ever recorded it. But that time, you were really having a hard time in the town... Before you got in junior women's and met all these girlfriends you have now, mm -hmm. you were having a real hard time. And when you got home, I had wrote, written a song for you. Mm -hmm. And then the new one, which I think is cool, about mm -hmm. how we met. So. I like the new one. So it's coming up soon. And uh, that was Nat, a.k.a. Gray Jasper. So I want to thank him again for starting up that Me and the Bean group on Facebook. It's called We, Me and the, we and Me and the Bean. We have 41 members now. So anyone that's not on there, come join us because we'll put secret stuff on there and I'm going to try to talk the bean into let me put up a little warm-up uh, 
exercise she did on a couple shows ago. Oh, go away. I'll have to let her hear it to make sure she'll let me put it up. <laughs> hey, Chad and Amanda, it's Barely. And you were talking about that uh, me and Kate, plus, or John and Kate plus eight show. And you were saying, yeah, get out of it. Going pretty much like saying, John, get out of that marriage. She's treating you like crap. Uh, I've never seen the show, so I can't say one way or the other uh, if she treats him like crap or not. But I was just wondering uh, if they were to get, if they were to split up. Let's just follow that train of thought. Those two split up. In Illinois, at least from what I know, and I unfortunately know this pretty well, uh, and we'll probably have to start paying, is if you do not have residential custody of a child, um, it's 20% of your salary. Uh, I only have one, so it's 20% of my salary will go to the ex-wife. Um, but if it's two, it's 28%. I'm just wondering, with eight kids, how much of his salary go- will have to go to her? Because, um, I mean, that's going to be up, I would guess, 40 to 45% of the salary for child support with eight kids. Uh, so just curious. I mean, it, it kind of made me think. kind of made me go, huh. So anyway, that's it. I'll talk to you guys later. Okay, John, I was wrong. You stay with her, I think, and you work through anything you have to. I think eight. when you have eight kids, you just have to stay. I mean... Yeah. That's not the kind of family unless, you leave. Unless there's some sort of abuse, never... emotional, physical, whatever, that kind of stuff going on. Otherwise, I think you just... You're doomed. You got eight kids. That's a lot stuck. of kids. That's a lot of kids. Yeah. That's... I've never heard of like a single mother trying to raise eight kids. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Mm-mm. So I take it back, John. Stay. <laughs> And you know, you once, might want to you might want to uh, learn about psychedelics. Once they're not toddlers, then it'd they, be a lot easier. It'd be like do the get easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buy a farm. Yeah. Give them chores. Or stay on TV, and then oh yeah, it's all paid for. Hey, Dad. Some of them will probably get their own spinoff shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Some of them will end up on Celebrity Rehab. It's Chad. It'd be great. Stop. I tried to read Twilight. And stop at the 200 pages. All they talked about was the blooming rain and different types of rain, and it's wet rain and it's snowy rain and rain, 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 and it's green after it rains and rain, rain, rain. I, 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 I couldn't deal with it. It was just too much about the damn rain. I, I... Okay, <laughs> I think that was Charles. I'm not sure. Where does he live, Dallas? Yeah. So they don't get much rain there. Yeah. Well, when I started the first book, it was our rainy week. And when we had like that whole week of rain after we had had that big August drought. So it was awesome. It fit right in with the mood of the book, the rain. But yeah, there's a lot of rain. (laughs) She's like always wet and cold and falling down. That sounds just like so interesting. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm joking because some of the stuff I read, I can't really justify it. We got an email from uh, Jerry. He said... Don't you know anything? A man must mark his territory by peeing first in the corners of his yard, then occasionally refreshing the markers at random intervals of space and time. In order to really do a good job, he should rub his butt against trees and or foliage. <laughs> that ensures that there will be no interlopers into his domain. Love your casts. <laughs> you 
better get busy, baby. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you got some honey rubbing. It's so funny when I do, uh, when I'm outside working yard work or something, and I'm in the, <laughs> at the woods or something, or I'm outside the house, you know, I'll, I'll take a leak. And, and Kylie walks up to me and just looks at me like... Kylie's the dog. Yeah, she's a girl dog. She just looks at me, and she's looking at the pee, and she's like, I don't know if she's like, oh, should, I better not cover up this scent, or should I cover this scent? I don't know what the, she's thinking. You're her alpha male. She would never cover up your scent. Yeah. Because I would beat her. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Stay away. I wonder what she does uh, think. That's Peter. hilarious. I know. She just looks at me like, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's what you're supposed to be doing. We got one from Kat from Arizona. She says she's got some book um, suggestions for you. She says, first off, let me say that I'm so happy to hear you podcasting again. My husband and I love your show and are longtime listeners, and we were so worried when you disappeared. We worried that maybe you split up, but now that we know you and your children are doing great, we are happy and relieved. Anyhow, on your last episode, Bean was talking about the Twilight Saga. I have read them all as well and am a big fan, although I have to agree that the main character, Bella, is a bit annoying. (laughs) She is a little. But I wanted to recommend another book series. If you like fantasy and romance, read Dead Until Dark by Charlene Harris. It is the first in a series of eight published books, and these books are not considered young adult fiction like the Twilight Saga. These books are adult fiction. Also, HBO just recently started a new series based on the books called True Blood, which I've heard oh, good things about. Guess what? That's so. Oh, what a big coincidence. My Turbo Kick teacher, mm-hmm. substitute, Jane Tesh, the author of the mystery novels, mm-hmm. she just went to a conference, Mystery Writers Conference, and ran into that woman. Oh, really? And was telling the class about it. And she's like, Does anyone know this series? And it was crickets. Really? And she's like, Okay, then. <laughs> So now I can say, yes, I know. She said, the books are way better than the show, though. Anyways, as I said, my husband and I love the show and can relate to so many of your family stories because we have two boys about the same age as your boys. Take care of yourselves, and thank you for the podcast because it makes me smile. Oh, that's really nice. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you so much. And we're out of feedback. We're totally caught up. Oh, that's great. Well, I got one I'm going to play on our next show. Oh, okay. But other than that, we're totally from Sistress. So don't worry, Sistress. I haven't forgotten about you. You know. And Leah, I didn't play your long message because you told me not to. So. <laughs> I never do fan stuff to people that I like or acknowledge yeah. my mentors. Mm-hmm. And it means a lot when people, not that I'm anyone's mentor. That's not what I mean, but. It means a lot when somebody says that they like what you spend your time doing. Yeah. It's nice. It helps us keep doing the show. So now that we're called up, you've got to... Pat on the back. <laughs> hey. you got to send us more feedback unless you don't like the feedback show. And then... Don't. Don't send us feedback. <laughs> I was going to show you my move. <laughs> oh, that's the turbo kick? Yeah. They do that in the turbo kick? Uh-huh. They brush I'm off done the shoulder. with you. I'm done with you. Speed bag. <laughs> God. Oh, God. Remember, you can reach us on the web at... Meandthebean.com. Or send us an email. At meandthebean at podcastrant.com. Or voicemail. 
0576. Until next time. See ya. See ya.